Hello, welcome back to Zenith Podcast. I'm your host, Cesar Davila. This is where we explore culture, relationships, nature, art, consciousness, and the appreciation of life. I'm here with Alex Costa, dear friend who's currently in her master's for literature, English literature, and also a solo female traveler. Hello, Alex. Hi, nice to be here. Thank you for coming back again. I appreciate you. This is your third appearance. Damn, I should have like a little pin or something. Like, you're one of the only people to come for the third time. When merch comes out, I'll send you something, all right? You're on the list. You're on the list. Hey, it's coming. I guarantee it's coming. Yes, you're for sure, man. You deserve it. But yeah, so um, last time we recorded the episode, we were co-workers, right? The Harry Potter episode? Yeah. Yeah, damn. That was a while ago because we're no longer co-workers. We're, we're off doing our own thing. We grew, mm-hmm. you know? Hopefully. Yes, yeah, <laughs> hopefully. I finished my bachelor's. I'm currently looking into grad school. You are in grad school and you freaking travel to Europe mm-hmm. for how long? Like nine months, right? Yeah, I think I was gone like exactly nine months. Dude, that's crazy. So um, how like how did that all come about? Um, so I would say the idea for it. I, I suppose I should preface in saying I was part of the NELCAP program. I was English, teaching English as a second language at a primary school. Um, the idea, the general idea came, I would say, in my junior and senior year of undergrad. I was sort of thinking, like, what I wanted to do post-grad. And, like, l- teaching and teaching English obviously comes to mind when you study English a lot. And so the idea of teaching English overseas is something that sort of circulates when you study literature. And I essentially was desperate to travel and sort of made the most sense to like sign up for a program to teach English overseas. How did you like come, how did you find out about that program? I want to say it was probably Google. It's probably a mixture of Google and YouTube. Yeah, Like it was not word of mouth, which I think a lot of people in the program, it's word of mouth. But no, for me, it was like research. I kind of just stumbled upon it. And it seemed the most sort of accredited out of a lot of the other programs that are out there. Yeah. Isn't that crazy how like opportunities like that have to take like a lot. Of, like, they, like, as you said, you found a lot of people who were in your program through word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Like the resources that they have compared to like what you had, where which was yourself and the Internet. You know, like how like it's it's kind of insane thinking what opportunities are out there that are like a good fit for people but they just simply don't know about it yeah totally yeah i mean that's that's what the situation was for me and i remember the whole time i was there people i'd get dms all the time constantly like people ask me what i'm doing and it's just there's there's just so many opportunities out there to travel to work overseas people just don't know about it especially if that's not your circle of friends you know whether that be in college or not yeah it's just you have to know. So it's it's a job technically, right? That like you went to, like mm-hmm. yeah. So you went, a, you got a job to teach English as a second language mm-hmm. in a primary school. Mm-hmm. Okay, and how long was like the the application and the interviewing process? Um, I would say application. The online application was not that difficult. I would say the main things are. Uh, you need a bachelor's degree. That's like the bare minimum bachelor's degree, one letter of rec, and then besides that, I mean, no criminal record, no criminal record, stuff like that. 
but that's the application process. So that's pretty simple, I would say. But after the application process and subsequently getting accepted, then it's like a good three, four, for some people, probably longer application process of getting your visa. Oh, yeah. So it's like two steps involved. I should preference by saying we didn't even mention it. I, I worked in Spain. Yes. I was part of a program that's specifically for spain through the spanish embassy and this program could set you in multiple places right in multiple locations so you just happen to be put into that location and that that job right yeah so in the application process you can pick what region you want to so like spain has their own states in the same way you the u.s is so you can preference by saying like oh i want to be in this comunidad or this comunidad but it's not guaranteed. It's usually first come, first serve. Most people want Madrid because it's the biggest city. Um, that usually, those spots usually go first to like, I want to say the first 150 applicants. And then after that, it sort of trickles down. Like the last applicants usually are going to get put wherever there's open space. Yeah, bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when it came to applying, um, you mentioned how. Like you were set up in Spain and like and like first come first serve, how like so did you get you got your visa after the after the getting hired or how did that work? Yeah, so you to get your visa, it's a it's under a student visa because technically, um, I don't know, it's somewhere with the program I suppose because you're working in schools, so maybe it's the Spanish government considers you like student teachers. So what you get is a student visa, um, but you can't apply for a visa without um, proof that essentially you have a job. Okay, so the program it. sends you like this official statement, essentially saying like, I work, I'm going to work here for this amount of time. And then you get your visa for that amount of time. Okay. And, the program that you worked for, the company, is it like a private organization or a nonprofit or what is so it? So it's called, or it stands for NALCAP. People say NALCAP, North American Language and Conversations Program or something like that. But it's through the actual Spanish government, like okay. their educational system. So it's official. Oh, okay. And do you get, is there any way you could get credits for that? Or is it, is it just Ooh, like experience? I, do, I don't think so. I'm not quite sure. I mean, you literally taught so. English language, you know, that, that I feel like that would sound really good, no. especially when you're getting your, your master's now. No, I don't think so. I mean, I would say no in the college sense because you're, you have to have a BA to apply, at least the American applicants do. And then with teaching, I mean, the American educational system is so specific that I yeah. can't imagine them giving any credits for teaching overseas. Damn, what a shame. Yeah, I cannot imagine that. Because technically we were language assistants. I wasn't a teacher, you know, even though I had teacher duties. I wasn't like a official like teacher, you know. Yeah. So w was this like a part-time job or a full-time job? Like the amount of hours that you put in part -time. for Part-time. I worked 15 hours a week. Okay. And it was during school hours or after school hours? During school hours. So I was 9 to 2 for um, Tuesday to Thursday. Okay, so three days. Mm -hmm. Three days, five yeah, hours. Yeah, so technically that is like... So you had a four-day weekend every day? Yeah. Every That's why I was always gone. <laughs> I know. Okay, yes. Yeah, so yeah. Um, in terms of the program, how would you rate your experience from one to ten? Uh, I would 
say, um, honestly, like probably a nine, eight or nine. Yeah. You think, you think that's like a overall sense of the program or that has to do no, cater specifically to your experience? No, that's a good point to bring up because people do ask me about the program. One thing that you will realize when you're researching, say on like Reddit or Facebook or something, and then subsequently when you go into the program and have friends that are in the program, it's completely different for everyone. Like it's your experience is going to be different depending on what area that you're in, whether you're in a city or Puebla or the different cultures within those states or even like your school. Some people are in high school. Some people work part time and like, adult schools they have like a dual sort of situation with their school um some people have like horror stories of like having horrible head teachers that they have to work under um some people may have a great school experience but like their apartment situation is horrible like it's just there's so many technicalities with the program that you go in having no control over so i would like to say most people probably have a positive experience but there's a lot of people that don't. Yeah. And it's yeah. completely based on chance. So um, when it comes to housing, how was that situation for you? Um, so we do have to find our own housing. I went in completely, had no idea. I think at the first two weeks in Spain, I was at an Airbnb. Um, I got really lucky that the teacher I worked under um, was amazing. I was the first um language assistant at my school so my teacher was like very my english teacher was very on it like was so helpful with everything oh like in history in the history of the school you're the first person yeah. in, in the program to mm-hmm. participate in the school yeah the first auxiliary. wow mm-hmm. okay and my head teacher ended up she was just like amazing and so helpful and one thing she helped me was my housing situation so i lived with her friend which was like perfect yeah it was perfect i really didn't have to go through the situation of like looking on like renting websites and going to see apartments, especially because I went into the program late. I came in a month late because my visa came in a month late. So it wasn't like, I would say most people who do their work on time get there at least a few weeks in Spain so they can settle in, get their apartment situation. But I, I went in there straight, no housing, started school on Monday. And so I just got really lucky with my head teacher. She helped me with like so much. Yeah, which I mean leads towards like what are the circumstances that you're under when it comes to like doing that program? Definitely, yeah. Because I can imagine it's so stressful, especially if you're not fluent in Spanish, to look for apartment. You know, most, I would assume most people, landlords are older, so they don't speak English. Like it's just, there's so many technicalities that can lead to so many difficulties yeah i can imagine and when it comes to spain in like the geography where were you because i think from what i remember what you posting on your story your apartment had an ocean view right yeah so i was in the um valencia comunidad so like the eastern southern part okay on the coast and i was in um i don't know if there's a term in spanish but in english it's considered like a port city Oh, okay. So it's a city like right on the... Like Long Beach type of thing? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's a, like a smaller Long Beach. That's like a perfect example. Yeah. So they have a port. Um, it's like a spot where cruise ships stop and stuff like that. Like there's yachts there. And then it's just like a, a little like city next to it. Okay. So you rated this experience 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm pretty sure the 9 out of 10 doesn't have to do with your 15 hours of working, but the other, like, life that you had outside right. of that. So, like, what what'd you what'd you do in your off time? Um, traveled, really traveled. And then if I was in my apartment, usually, like, my small little, like, daily hobbies, did some reading, did some writing. Um, during the last couple months, the weather was good, so I would go just at the beach all day, um, hang out with friends, go out, drink. Like, there really wasn't much to do, I would say, in my city, um, especially because it was, like, off-season, so not a lot of tourists outside of the summer. So, I mean, it's really just a matter of just drinking. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, drinks like, were cheap there, no? Yeah, it's like two euros for a glass of wine and how and two uh, euros for a beer what's the average euro, what's a euro towards english right now i mean towards the right now dollar. it's like um isn't euro slightly like uh right now i think it's perfectly down the middle oh it's one one yeah i think okay. just about the last few months it's been like one one Dude, that's crazy i remember back when we were in high school in 2014 the euro was like three to one yeah for a dollar when i left in october i think it was like slightly slightly more in value but by the time i left it's it's i think it's exactly one to one so how far would you have to travel to have a bomb nightlife um i mean i my city was in the middle of two major cities valencia and alicante so that's like an hour bus ride or something but i mean i went out a lot when i would like travel and stuff and then small weekend trips to different parts of spain um yeah i would i would not you know it was more like weekend trips like i would not have taken our bus ride to party and then come back come back on tuesday to yeah, just to teach a class I I, yeah i don't know if i have that in me yeah well i mean with your four-day weekends that was like a mini vacation like you could just do you know anywhere you went exactly yeah so when it came to traveling, you did mostly public transportation, right? Um, yeah, entirely. Yeah, I didn't have a car. So how did that work? Because like, I mean, I know the one in here in the United States is pretty trash. So, so in like... LA, yeah, LA is terrible. Um, day to day basis, if I was doing like our to like another city, it was just bus rides. Um, completely uncomplicated bus system they all arrived at the same time left at the same time once i figured it out it was really easy um regionally you would take a train and then obviously if i was going to different countries i only i think i only country hopped with trains a few times most of the time if i was leaving spain i was i was flying oh you're flying yeah. okay so did you travel around like all of Spain or just like to the major cities of it? Um, I would say most of the major cities. I would say Barcelona, I went up like a, probably like three or four times. So I, I hit the coast a lot and then I did the south a lot. I did the south twice, with once with my friends or once or twice with my friends. And then when my parents came, we did the south again. Okay. So, like, Granada, Sevilla, like, those areas. But I didn't go to, like, the northern part, like, Madrid and stuff. Okay. So, in terms of just Spain, like, what? how would you rate it when it comes to, like, culture, food, architecture, nature? Um, Like, out of 10? I don't know. I 
Or do you have like at least um, any memorable things like that, like that pop up in your head? Or like, all right, yeah, like this city I mean, has this. I. I. I would say like it's a, um, for the most part like it's a, a great culture. I I enjoy the food. It's like not my favorite, but I I, do, I enjoy the food. I enjoy the culture. It's just a very like laid back. I would say it's really it's sort of similar to California culture. Even though I know people like to trash LA and stuff, and it's often people who aren't from LA. But yeah. I would say, like in general, just to sort of, I think especially because I was in a beach town, it's very relaxed. Like people are very friendly. Um, yeah, people are very respectful for the most part. Like it's, yeah, the weather's nice. Like it, it wasn't like a to me. It besides the the language barrier, like the Spanish accent which obviously I had to get used to. Besides that, I did not consider it a huge culture shock. Okay. So did you feel safe traveling around places? In Spain, yeah, for sure. And when it came to traveling, like part of it was solo and then part of it you did with uh, a group of friends that you met through the program? Yeah, yeah. I would say it was like probably by the end of it, it was a good 50-50. And in the beginning, was it the majority of you solo or how Um, was it? Yes, in the beginning, yeah. Mm -hmm. So where have you traveled to? My first trip, which I think was like for a holiday break, I was solo. I went to Belgium. And then Christmas break, I spent Christmas in Portugal. And then I went to France, Germany, um, Hungary. And then besides that, where else did I go? Um... I've been to the Netherlands. I've been to Scotland. I've been to Austria, um, Italy a bunch. I spent like two weeks in Italy. And I believe that might be it. Wait, two weeks in Italy? Was that like for a vacation that you had? Yeah, that was for um, my spring break. And Switzerland and England. Those are the two ones I forgot. Okay, that definitely feels like it's in the double digits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty pretty jealous. You did that all in nine months. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so when it comes to architecture, where do you like where do like what's what where's the most memorable or most beautiful place you, like use like you think of when you think of that? Architecture, probably probably Spain. Spain. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah i remember seeing in in barcelona that like the architecture or just the way that it's set up there is that they're circular no like a bunch of buildings are circular there's a little quad in the middle uh yeah like at park Weld. yeah mm-hmm. um that's all by the same architect antonio gaudi gaudi um he was he yeah he was actually from barcelona i think but yeah he like did i'm assuming public funding wise like he he did like a bunch of famous architectural sites in barcelona all right and is most of barcelona like older architecture uh yeah for sure probably at least 19th century yeah okay and and what about it like caught your eye like was it like the color of it the shapes of it yeah um Probably, like, the old architecture. I feel like Europe in general, um, they have a, they have a good way of sort of keeping historical sites or historical aesthetic while also modernizing stuff. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I definitely, like, yeah, whenever I think of, like, you know, like, older historical-looking places, I think of Europe compared yeah. to, like, Asia, like, you know, like, Japan. Definitely, I, when I think of that, I, I see, I think of more, like, futuristic, modern look, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, Paris is beautiful. Vienna is beautiful. Um, southern Spain, like, Granada, Sevilla are beautiful. They, that's, like, the area of Spain that... um you know, like, the, the Moors invaded and stuff. So it's, like, a mix of, like, Spanish and Arabic style. Oh, wow. Yeah, architecture. That one's really cool. Um, I would say, in general, with maybe more of, like, the southern part of Europe, and maybe this goes into stereotypes, and I'm obviously inclined to, to prefer, like, Spain and Portugal and stuff, but I would say they have more of a sense of... Uh, there's, like, more sort of color involved in, like, the architecture. It seems a little bit more, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't want to say artistic. I think art, all architecture is artistic. But Maybe more, like, like, personality, like, individualness? Yeah, like, like, something like that. There seems to be, like, a little bit more color. Like, tile work is really popular in okay. that region of Europe, that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense because... A lot of countries in Central and South America are very colorful too, yes. which makes sense because of the influence they yeah. had from the Spaniards, Spanish, mm -hmm. you know? Because, yeah, like well, one of my favorite things about visiting Guatemala when I went this past year was looking at the architecture, mm -hmm. looking at all the colorful houses. Like the, the houses will literally go from like yellow to blue to mm -hmm. orange to red. Like it was just like, it was so colorful and I loved it because it was like, okay, like it shouldn't, it wasn't that hard to differentiate houses, you know? Like yeah, when yeah. I saw the green i was like all right this is my grandparents house you know yeah portugal is really similar to it's um i don't know yeah i don't know if maybe it's the idea of like you're living in like the sun or something i don't know ah. <laughs> okay that leads me to <laughs> a question a better like that that leads me to a question with that is the architecture in these places held highly from the residents or is it more of a like a tourist thing where, pe where they, people know that tourists come visit it so they like care about it or do you feel more of like there's a pride that follows that follows these places i would assume pride yeah at least in spain they're really prideful they're, they're very like proud of like spain and what it brings and that sort of thing yeah yeah i mean i uh, i would say in general because who doesn't want to live in like a beautiful city or something yeah. you know how's the street life in barcelona in like in just in spain in general like is I mean, there a lot life. of like live music live performances yeah, like merchants and stuff yeah, like that definitely yeah there's always um always like outdoor festivals always people like in the bigger cities there's always people playing music like yeah like you can't really go anywhere without like music playing somewhere um people selling stuff on the street outdoor markets yeah and how are definitely. how how's the, the culture when it comes to siestas because i've heard about that so many times yeah, but i don't really know about that it that is 100 percent real yeah 100 so they just real. all they just take a break for like a solid two hours or what yeah it's usually um yeah i would say most places i uh, i would say 2 p.m is usually the start of it and then they'll reopen maybe at five yeah like five or six so is like is two, three hours. are the streets quiet as well yeah definitely um they're the only things that are guaranteed open are like their markets and when i say markets i mean like their big chain markets like groceries yeah or? groceries okay stores 
yeah, those will stay open. And then some places are, some food places are open for siesta. Like they do like the afternoon tapas thing. Um, but businesses, like local businesses, all closed. Like the, yeah, like you can't even, like the government buildings will be closed. Wow. Yeah, like it's, you can't, yeah, if you, and that's something I really realized my first like two weeks there because I had to go and get like a, I had to go and get like a, residency card and stuff like I had to I had to do a whole separate like process of paperwork when I got to Spain and that was like a slap in the face to get my day started and then realize oh shit everything is closed I was li- like I, have I was to gonna do ask you that by 2 PM. like it it sucked so bad it was such a so was it kind of like a rude awakening like holy shit like this is something you have to like implement into your daily yeah. life like yeah your schedule totally. wise, right? yeah once you get used to it you get used to it and you don't think about it but yeah the first two months i was just like i i can't do anything but that's the point of siesta is not to do anything it's yeah. to go home and chill like be in the moment you know yeah, enjoy your life i was like i'm trying to get my life together everything's <laughs> closed and i can't do anything that's funny so um so now that we talked about architecture the next question i want to talk about is culture like culture in general from the people, the way they talk, you know, mm-hmm. the way that like the the like social life is and stuff. Yeah. In Europe, what are like what are some places that like really caught your attention? Um I I would say I don't know, it depends. I would say in general, like people ask me questions like this and I would say in the most general sense people are are kind, you know? Like people are in the most general sense people are kind and I've never had like a real situation where I'm like, oh, I hate this place. People are awful. Um, I would say in general, at least in my experience, people in Spain are like on the friendlier side of a culture, a little bit more warmer. Portugal, I would add to that. Portuguese people are very friendly, very like... I mean, you're, you're also Portuguese. That's uh, why <laughs> I'm like trying to explain that I am biased to having lived in Spain and in Portugal. Those are the yeah. two countries I've spent the most time in. But I would say in general, it's like a kinder because it's very it's very similar to Latino culture. Like it's just people are like warmer and kinder. Like, yeah, and they like talk to more people. unity, like unified. Yeah. Right? Do you know if it's patriarchal or a matriarchal society? Um, Spain. It, that's an interesting question. The mama's boy stereotype definitely exists there. Um, I've been told that explicitly, but it's it didn't feel particularly patriarchal they um and this can go into a whole historical deep dive that we shouldn't get into because i'm not an expert to talk about it but um spain kind of has in my experience and what like because i've obviously asked a lot of questions when i was there um they are very progressive very 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 progressive um which i would assume is a direct result of like the franco years and stuff like the dictatorship so it's it's very it's it's not religious like most people are not religious except for the older generation um a lot of people there's in at least in my experience i i knew a lot of older people that were not married like had no interest in being married like they're single living the life or yeah what? wow you know or they're in long-term partnerships but they never got married like it's it's not it's not very traditional at all no and i would say it, it's there is this stereotype, and it's very similar to Portuguese culture, so I picked up on it really quickly, but there's this sort of stereotype of the women sort of being 
the matriarchs in the house and being in charge of everything and the men kind of sit back and just kind of take it for what it is, you know? Like, I definitely noticed that dynamic. Um, and that's very similar to my family. So I, I don't know. Okay, so when it comes to, like, the American lifestyle, you know, the way you grew up, the way, like, that, like, life functions here, what's the what's the closest, um, so it's like, culture that you saw that resembled it? And then what's the most, like, opposite mm. culture you've seen? Um, most similar to American culture? Yeah. I mean, I suppose... Oh, well, at least L.A. culture, because I feel like... Oh, L.A. culture? Yeah. Um... Probably, probably I would say most, like the, probably the main Spanish cities, like Barcelona, um, Sevilla, Valencia. Valencia. Yeah, I would say, God, the only, the main thing that was like really striking to me as like a young person that likes, that likes to go out, um, that the American culture needs to get on is everything closes in LA at fucking two. Sorry to swear, but no, oh my God, dude, that is stupid. At, like, yes, everything closes at you. I know WeHo is like, yeah, you heard about that thing. I don't know if that's gonna stick, yeah. but that is one thing about being a young person, like a, a young American person in Europe. You're just, it's like your world opens up at the thought. Like, you could be at the club at at seven a.m. You know, like at any given. What's year. the latest you've been? at the club uh like 7 a.m 7 7 30 fucking wild damn and that's yeah. only because it's open like yeah yeah yeah, definitely like you don't there's just like the night continues <laughs> yeah no i hate how last call is 2 a.m because yeah, like ridiculous. how often are people actually finishing the party like yeah. finishing like the night yeah at 2 especially if you had like like they're losing so much money. Like honestly, I feel like these bars, these businesses could thrive even more if yeah, they allow it. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a public safety thing or what, but yeah, especially if you have like work and stuff, you know, maybe you get off at like nine somewhere, and then it's it just sucks. Like it's just you feel like really, really contained, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. Like maybe it's due to like the nine to five culture, you know. Yeah. How like all right, so we these people have to be at work by like seven, eight or nine a.m. You know, so we can't have the places open long enough, so that like they can go to work. You know, maybe it's these old heads who just like yeah. like saw that this business structure fit into their life, so they implemented for everybody else. You know, I mean that happens a lot in politics. Yeah, like, they for just, sure. I mean, it's with LA. Like I know public safety is a thing a lot. Maybe they don't want drunk driving or. I know with, like, bars that are in residential areas, they have curfews, but I don't know, man. Like, it's just, it's not right. It, like, totally yeah, I feel you. It's you it's out. it's lame. Like, yeah. especially considering LA is one of, like, the, like, the poppiest cities, yeah. like, on, on Earth, you know? Like, yeah. it's one of the most well-known. Like, the fact that nightlife is supposed to end by 2 a.m. is ridiculous. Like, how is that going to function, like, during the World Cup, you know, during yeah. the Olympics once that comes? <laughs> like, you really yeah. expect these, like, people from, like not from united states to have to be like okay like after 2 a.m we're done you know when they're used to like going out yeah it's it's i don't know but that's like one huge thing is that and i would bring that to drinking culture in general like the drinking culture there is so relaxed yeah the min the age the minimum age is 18 right yes i think yeah yeah to get into like clubs and stuff it's 18 yeah but 
I mean, I, I think when you're a kid, it's sort of like you can have, like, wine probably at a restaurant and you're fine. I mean, my roommate, he was, he was, like, drinking by 12 or 1. Like, it's just totally normal to just, like, have wine with every meal. You go to a cafe in the middle of the day, you're, you're drinking. Like, it's just, it's completely different in the U.S. where it's, like... Well, I don't know. I would. I don't think there's like a huge. I think it's only different way. because it costs more here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I think you, you even mentioned that when you're posting on your stories, like I'm only doing this because the wine's two dollars. Yeah, like, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, and you can you can just walk home drunk. Like I don't know. It's just everything is too regulated in, in the U.S. specifically L.A. where there's cops everywhere and they bug you and, it's just yeah yeah I mean, there's just so much more freedom i feel like in being a young person so speaking of that what what place is the most unlike la that you've been to oh that's a good question um the most unlike god i mean a lot of places um like uh and mind you i don't know if this is a good point to make or not but i traveled a lot during covid and so i don't know how much covid procedure could have like changed the culture a little bit oh definitely i feel i definitely feel yeah. like it did you know i mean surely some, some places ways. more than others yeah yeah for sure i know when i a huge not a huge i don't think i had a, any experience any huge culture shock but when i was traveling in germany and stayed in berlin for like i think i was in berlin for like four days alone that was very like like, I, that was very, like, oh, wow, people are different here. Like, yeah. And I've been told by other people that have visited Germany it's a similar thing. But, like, I remember I took the public transportation everywhere when I was in Berlin. Berlin public transportation is amazing, by the way. Um, like, the cleanest underground system ever. Like, their subway was so clean, which I don't know if it was in general or... Because of COVID. Yeah, they don't even check tickets. Like, you don't have to, like, pay. Wow. Did you pay or no? I did pay, yeah, yeah. All four days? Not all four days. Oh, okay. I wouldn't know. After, like, the second day, I'd be like, all right, they're not checking it. Why pay? But I just, um, but I remember, like, every time I would sit, I think I took the train once, but I mostly took the underground. But everyone was sitting and not speaking. Like, I So it was quiet. Yes. Like, I remember just sitting and being like, holy shit. Like, no one is speaking on this train right now. Like, no one. Damn. Everyone's just sitting quietly. New York could never. Yeah. New York. Oh, my God. (laughs) New York's live performances in the subway any given time. But there, like, everyone was so quiet and, like, respectful. Everyone, like, it's just... And that's what I'm saying. I don't know if... And I've been told that German culture is a little bit more colder, not necessarily unfriendly, because I didn't consider anyone unfriendly, but a little bit more like I keep to myself, you know, like a little bit more respectful. Um, what's the word for introverted? Yeah, some yeah, some sort of like cultural introvertedness in the sense that everyone is like very respectful, you know, minds their own business and something something like that. But I just remember sitting in. Um, their subway for the first time and being like oh my god i could literally study in here like it was like a library no one was speaking to wow that's that's crazy so um when it comes to nature what are some one of your some of your favorite i know one of them's for sure switzerland yeah i was about to say yeah i dude the pictures that you posted i totally thought about you too i I thought about about you too (laughs) 
I was like, Caesar would love this shit. Dude, <laughs> your pictures did not look real. Like yeah, I it didn't like look real like either. Alex, like like there will be so many times where I'll look at your story multiple times a day. <laughs> Cause I'm like, dude, like this is ridiculous. Like, I'll, I'll look at it in the morning, and then I'll just think about it randomly in the afternoon. I'm like, dude, is this, is this girl really there? Let me check again. <laughs> and like, oh wow, she's there. There's freaking mountains. The Alps are right in front of her. Oh, she's drinking the Alps beer. Alps are in front of her. Yeah, that was that was unreal for sure. That was like, um, is it like? Do you like? Are you left in all? Like sometimes, like I just be like, holy shit, like definitely, yeah. I mean, definitely, cause I, it's just, and I. I think it's in, important to acknowledge, like, I am privileged because I have traveled before. Some people haven't left the city. But still, my day-to-day life is here, right? You know, I spent the last year just working, you know, and just... You work two jobs, like... Yeah, yeah, You yeah. definitely, like... Up until my last year. Yeah, you did. You put in the work to enjoy your time in Yeah, in and Europe. we worked all of 2020, so it's just, like, to, to go from L.A., to something like that i mean it's just i never experienced and we went higher up in the alps to where it was like snowing we went to like a snow peak lookout and it's like dude i can't remember the last time i saw snow you know like yeah it's just did you see that fluffy snow or like that ice snow a fluffy snow oh my yeah, like god i'm so jealous skiing and shit yeah i mean it's just it's just the type of environment that you I mean, you, you obviously you can get it in a, in the U.S., but you kind of have to seek it out, especially if you're from a big city like us. Yeah. But that was just like I had never seen anything like that. That was like like a like a movie screen, you know? Like that's the only yeah, like a desktop background. Yeah, a know? desktop background. That's yeah. a perfect way. Sound of music. I mean, yeah. That's I mean, really, really what it was. Did you um? Uh, I know it's obviously like the chance of you being in that place in full certain is not gonna like probably not but uh, w- w- would you have tried to check out that one roller coaster that, that goes through the mountains in Switzerland have you seen that there's like um, I seen on YouTube like there's there's a roller coaster yeah it's it's not like a like a high speed one but it's a roller coaster that takes you through the mountains in switzerland like oh, you just go on like, it's like a scenic in, like, one like a little like buggy thing I believe so similar to the one they have in Big Bear right there's one in Big Bear is this small? Yeah, it's like a Okay, I remember. Okay, yeah, I, like I know what you're talking about. Seat, right? Yeah, but this one is like 20 times better than a big bear. Yeah, it's not a fucking big bear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a fucking Switzerland like mountains. <laughs> no, I did not see that. I can't imagine that I would have been able to afford it. But, uh, yeah. Um, did you see any wildlife when you were there? Or like just no. anywhere? No. Um, I know you're a city girl. I get it. But I, I had to ask. Wildlife, I had to ask. No. <laughs> Yeah, I was mostly in cities. Oh, the wildlife was at the club, huh? (laughs) Yeah, literally. I don't... Shit, animals? No. (laughs) Got some cats on the street. Um, Yeah, no. No. No wildlife? No. I've been squirrels, maybe. Okay, that's... (laughs) All right, let's move on. (laughs) Um, So, when it comes... Okay, so, besides Switzerland, what are some other places? Because, I mean, Europe in general is very beautiful. I feel like it... I feel like more people think about the architecture rather than the nature in Europe, you know? But, like, I heard Germany's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, Germany has their own Alps and stuff like that. I did not go. But, yeah, I heard Germany. Uh, The only other place I can think of where I was just like, wow, this is... I was generally, um, felt like I was going to cry was I went to Lake Como in Italy. 
I remember that. Yeah, that was like my, and I think I was like emotional because it was my birthday trip and I had been thinking about Lake Como. Like I followed Lake Como Instagram page. It was like crystal clear blue water, right? Yeah, for like two years. And um, when I got to go, it was exactly how it looked in the pictures. It was, it was so beautiful. And like that was like when you're fantasy reality you know like being at your shitty job and you're looking at pictures on instagram and then being there i just i couldn't believe it that was like i genuinely was like walking around and i was telling my friends i was like i feel like crying like this is amazing. <laughs> did you go in the water no i didn't Mm-mm. it was a little bit uh cold. cold yeah i think i it was in april so yeah i was still like which was nice because it was still considered off season um but yeah i was a little tad too cold for that all right. So, if you were to live in Europe, would you prefer being in a coast or more inland? Coast, I'm coast. sure. Coast. Yeah. Is I heard the water in Europe is warmer, right? It was, yeah. In than Spain, here. It was. I mean, because here we we have the Pacific Ocean, which yeah, all so like cold. the all the cold water from north from the, from the Antarctic oh, comes yeah. down here, so that yeah. Oh, yeah, it's cold as shit compared to East Coast, you know. Yeah. No, in Spain the water was really warm. Okay. So, what about food? Well, yeah what's your favorite like of all the places that you tried like what are some of your favorite places um, to eat number one it's the most obvious answer but italy italy i just i, I ate that. so good and i mean it's like i would say in general but also inclined to taste because i eat pasta like all the time i consistently make and eat pasta <laughs> that's a huge part of my diet but it was just it was just so good yeah i remember talking to uh tony our, our friend uh, when he went to visit italy he said that the reason why the, the food there is so good is just because of how fresh the ingredients mm-hmm. are definitely yeah yeah i mean um with italian food generally speaking it's it's only like five ingredients for most things like most pastas it's only like a couple ingredients but it's just it's so fresh it it just tastes it just tastes different like even it hits the milk, different even the milk in europe tastes different it's the wine tastes different like it's yeah well i mean it all has to do with like probably the health like the way it's regulated you know like i don't know who knows what's allowed to be like consumed in america compared to like these places you know yeah when you put hormones and stuff yeah especially hormones on the animal gmos you know gmos probably definitely like you could taste it like Yeah. yeah compared to like you know the cows here in in california compared to the cows in italy i'm pretty sure the cows in italy are living life you know like they're <laughs> on vacation all day so. every day probably I so, yeah. yeah okay so um you did a lot of stuff in what nine months you left in october and you came back oh did you leave in october or when did you did leave, I leave in october? yeah i did mm-hmm. you left in october, like october and then you came back in uh may june june yeah june yeah okay so you went there for uh, yeah that's like about nine months how much money did you have to save up um i had saved up a lot of money from working during covid you know with the stimulus checks and then we got relief play and then i was on unemployment for a while so i had saved up i think i had like probably when i left and obviously i had to pay for things before i left i think i had like Twelve thousand, eleven thousand. You definitely don't need to save that much. I've stalked the Reddit group for the program for a long time, and there's people who just came with like two grand, 
you know, like, I would say if you're doing the program, come at least with, like, a couple months rent, you know, like, may, at least two grand, three grand, but it, it really, in general, just, it's about what kind of experience you wanted. I wanted to travel as much as I could, so I had, I had hella money saved up. So where were, uh, from Spain, where were the, the cheapest or, like, the most efficient ways, like, where were the places that were, like, the cheapest for you to travel compared to, like, which place did you need to save up to travel? Um, I mean, I, I didn't save up to travel for anything. I just kind of went. But um, Spain is super cheap. Portugal is super cheap. Um, Paris, very expensive. Uh, Italy is fairly cheap. I would say, like, the uh, it's probably, like, 12 euros for a plate of pasta. Um, fairly cheap. Uh I don't remember Germany. I would say the most expensive, or not I would say the most expensive was Switzerland. Like it's, it's just, and that's what they're known for. Like everything's expensive in Switzerland. A plate of food was like 18, 20, 21 euros. Damn, that's like WeHo. Dude, it was, yeah, it was like the most, not the most, but like an upscale restaurant in LA um, was like any restaurant there. Wow. Yeah. Was the food good there at least? Um, no. Or, or was the view just that good? No, I, I don't care for the food from that part of Europe. It's like Germany, Austria, that kind of like schnitzel shit. I like beer, so like yeah. I was drinking beer. Uh, so where was the best beer that Probably you had? Probably like Germany. Germany? Yeah, of, Germany. Of course, I figured. Mm-hmm. What type liked, of beers do you like? I like Spanish beers a lot too, though. I was like pleasantly surprised. What are Spanish beers? Like Pilsners, Ales? Um, I don't know what their equivalents would be. Be it, because it's not like they have, like what in Amer- in um, the U.S. you would have like a distinction between craft beers. They don't have that there. Okay. Um, but were they strong or did they were they just really smooth and tasted good? They just like tasted good. I mean, I'm not a beer expert, but I I genuinely en- enjoyed like all the, the the beer I had there. Yeah. Okay. But I I like like most beers in general. I like I don't. I have to be like in the mood for like a concentrated IPA, but even like that I can drink. Yeah. Wow, a woman with taste. I love that. <laughs> Do you like IPAs too? Sometimes, some okay. of them. Yeah, yeah. I prefer hazies. Mm, you know, yeah. like the hazy IPAs. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of like a woman, you traveled solo. <laughs> that was such a weird segue. I'm sorry, <laughs> I tried, but um yeah like okay you traveled a lot solo as a woman so how was that like did you feel safe do you feel like there were like was it accommodating to you like how were the resources that you um, were like that you had i for the most part felt safe um in spain like in my city i felt completely safe like i would stumble home at like three in the morning like totally fine you by yourself like yeah like a mile mile stumble with heels or like barefoot barefoot oh you're a trooper yep yeah um shit are you kidding me i'm not (laughs) cobblestone streets i'm not oh that's true (laughs) yep yeah um i would say in the most general sense i felt safe all the time um Obviously, as a woman, you still have that anxiety. I think that anxiety works on a scale. I would say I'm, in general, more on, like, the riskier side. Like, I'm definitely not an anxiety queen. Like, I know a lot of Anxiety queen. Which, I I mean, is partly, like, mental, but then partly just being a woman. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely more on the riskier side. Like, in general, you probably should never walk home drunk. 
I still do it. Um, traveling solo is definitely risky. I still did it. Did and you, it was fine. Did you, like, carry anything or any protection? No, no. Girl, no protection? No, I didn't. Was it just it. not available or you just didn't care? Um, I just didn't. I just didn't do it. Damn. Um, <laughs> wild. Yeah, wild. I, did, I would be like, I'd walk. I remember one of my last trips, I was in Amsterdam. And I walked to, um, I had an early flight. I walked to the train station. Mind you, it wasn't that far. But I walked to the train station at, like, 4 in the morning. Wow. Yeah. Like, I just, and it was fine. I And I, I don't think that's, like, I'm not creating an idea of, like, a perfect post you know female violence world because that shit exists everywhere um but i would say in the most general sense there's just a there's just a relative feeling that europe most european cities are safer than like any american city Uh. you know like i would say that's the kind of sense i got um obviously risky situations like that are also based on chance i would say in general just know where you're going you know, know, know where you're going and look conf- confident about it. People bug tourists in general. So just, like, have your AirPods on, walk, you know, look like you know where you're going, look like you belong in the city, and most people leave you alone. Okay. How often would you, like, would you get approached? And, like, do you feel like people, mm-hmm. like, respected you there? Or, like, you know, how, how was that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like I didn't get... What do you mean by approach? Just like people talking to you on the street? Yeah, like you know, um, like cat or like are you trying to flirt with you, catcalling? Oh, you know? um, catcall, not too much. I would say that sometimes happened in city. I in cities, I would say for the most part, um, in Spain, I didn't really ex- experience it. I would say like Spanish guys are not super like open in that way, unless you're like at a bar or something. Um, yeah, I would say rep. <sighs> Italian guys kind of have the worst representation in general. <laughs> I remember they, we yeah. meant, we talked about this. Yeah, because I'll, I'll, yeah. Yeah, even Tony said they're the worst. Yeah, like, even so Tony bad. said they're pigs. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't uh, travel solo too much in Italy, which I'm happy about. Because um, I, I think it probably would have made a difference. But I would say in general, people, people kind of are respectful and keep to yourself. Yeah, like, obviously, men stare, men stare. It doesn't matter where you go. Like, men will stare. Um, but I I didn't face, like... I didn't personally face harassment. I'm sure people do, but I didn't face harassment. Um, even, like, general annoyance, no. I mean, dude, you go to the gas station here and people catcall you. Like, it's yeah. just, you yeah, know, like... Yeah, it's pretty people, disgusting. Yeah. Like, I would say it's... I didn't experience any culture worse than just, like, going to any gas station in L.A. Well, I'm really glad that's yeah. that's the case. Like, yeah. <laughs> it sucks for, for it sucks for like the reality here in LA, but at least you didn't feel that way. Yeah, like, but being I mean, abroad, that's yeah. But I can't say that's like a universal experience. I'm sure if uh, there's girls who like have really bad experiences, whether it be like in bars or clubs, or maybe they're yeah. lost in the city. It's like not maybe their fault they're either. Like probably way smaller than me and just look more vulnerable. You know, there's like there's so many factors that can go into that kind of stuff. But in my yeah. experience, I was totally fine. Well, I'm glad you felt that way. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not sure how much attention you paid to what I'm about to ask you. But in, ter- <laughs> Probably not a but lot. in terms of fashion, <laughs> right. in terms of like clothing and okay. jewelry, like oh, okay. 
any of your fa- any places that really caught your eye like really got your attention like oh wow oh, i right. dig this place like oh wow like this place is pretty like like out there pretty colorful oh, right. um like in terms of how people dress from country to country yeah um i didn't see i didn't see a huge difference i would say um you any given european city people dress fairly well you know like it's people dress you know even if it's just standard like zara kind of clothing if you know what i'm saying yeah yeah like people in general dress quite nice um but i mean i would say the only city i visited where i was like damn people look really good and like attractive and it was something i noticed uh was in milan in i could okay obviously yeah yeah, because it's like which makes sense like it makes so much sense yeah to be honest i was traveling so much that i wasn't I wasn't looking at being in new places in that way, you know? Like, it just, it kind of was just a normal part of my life. But I remember distinctly when I was in Milan, I was like, oh my god, everyone is so hot here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it just, it just felt, it, yeah. The, uh, but I mean, it's, of course, like, it's like one of the fashion capitals of the world. People go there strictly just to um, buy luxury goods and stuff, so it makes sense. Yeah, that's true. How was, like the feeling of that program ending and having to come back to this harsh like mm. sucky <laughs> shitty reality that we call los angeles um it was bittersweet i would say i was definitely like weirdly i mean i'm sure there's like a logical reason for this but i would say i did not feel homesick up until my last two months which I don't know was just me psychologically anticipating going back that I was thinking about it more. And then I was like, oh, I miss everyone. But yeah, that homesickness didn't hit me until the first two months. But I mean, it kind of, like I was happy to come back um, because obviously my friends and family and just general American things, like, I don't know, iced coffee, going to movies, whatever I want. Yeah, like... Just general things that I I, that I do just enjoy about American culture that you don't think about until yeah. you leave. Um, but it, it definitely did feel kind of like, ah, oh, shit, back to reality, you know? Because it did not feel like... Well, you're no longer on vacation. Like, now you have bills. Now you have, yeah, like, all exactly. these worries. It was like, okay, now I'm going to have to deal with my shitty car. And now I'm going to have to deal with... You know, that whole time I was there, everyone, all everyone did on Instagram was post the gas prices. and. Dude, yeah, you missed that. You dodged that. Oh, wow. You know, like, oh, shit, produce is like five bucks. Dude, one gallon here costs like three beers over there. Yeah. Wow. And like, you have to drive here. Yeah. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, like the inflation that, yeah, I hadn't anticipated the gas, inflation, um, up until that point, I was anticipating my student loans. Now I don't have to. But, like, it was just kind of like I have to build a life again. Yeah. So, so in your time away, what are some things you noticed that, like, you missed or you liked about L.A.? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a lot of it was just the little things like food I really missed because um, we just have so many different types of food here. In where I lived, it wasn't like that. Like, it's usually, it was just standard, like, Spanish food. Um, I miss, like, like, random, yeah, besides food, just, like, 
I did miss having my car sometimes because taking the bus fucking sucks sometimes. Um, but mostly it was just, I missed like going out with my friends. I missed, um, in like the most general sense, just having interactions in English where I didn't have to think like yeah. about, oh, like. How do you oh, say this term? This yeah, phrase, like, like, let me like Google translate this just because I don't. Even though like my Spanish got to a point where my general interactions were fine, it's it was still just like, I it was still a process of like me having to translate things in my yeah, head. Yeah, like before. to hold a conversation probably caused critical thinking. Yeah, like I just remember like when I, when I mean I have not really stopped partying since I've been home. But, like <laughs> I remember my first kind of times like coming, going out when I came back home. I would just be, like, in a bar, and I would just think, holy shit, it's so weird to, like, speak English, and I could go up to people and speak English and not think about it, and even being in the grocery store, I was just like, oh, it's so weird that, like, everyone is speaking English, even though it's LA, and it's like, you walk off the plane, and people are speaking Spanish, it was still just, like, it was, it was just, like, my... Like, there was this filter that was put down when I came back of home of, like, oh, I don't have to think about how you know like i just you know like yeah. it's just you don't think about that stuff until uh, you're in that situation yeah it, that i think that's called expectancy violation in communication studies i wouldn't know so you have this you know expectations of what to expect like of what to what to experience when you're mm-hmm. and when you're doing whatever you want so you got for nine months you're used to going out in and yes in okay, drinking I think I understand but you, there was no english around so mm-hmm. all of a sudden you go out drink which you are used to but your expectation your expectations weren't to always listen to english now mm. and when you listen to that you're like oh shit like expectancy violation yeah. you know like yeah it's just there's so many factors that you don't think about until you're put in that situation yeah um but yeah i mean besides that it's i was yeah besides that i was living a good life <laughs> so you've been he- back in los angeles for about three months now right mm-hmm. So looking back at your whole experience, would you do it again? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm, I couldn't give like a time frame because I'm kind of in the middle of trying to build like an adult life. But um, yeah, if it ever got to the point where I'd feel like, oh, I want to take like a year off, totally, I would totally do it again. Yeah. And would you go to the same place if you had the option, or would you go somewhere else? Um. That's a good question that I haven't thought about. I would say, yeah. I think I would. Yeah, yeah, Wait, More, I don't know. yeah, stay in the same place or yeah, go somewhere else? I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I would go to the same place. Well, I oh, don't same know. Place. It would be nice to have been in, like, a, a bigger city where I'm, you know, I had an airport. Yeah, so maybe not. Maybe I, yeah. Actually, I think I would prefer a bigger city. Bigger city? Yeah, with an airport. So okay. And so, because you'd do it again, you'd recommend this to other people? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, if you know if you know Spanish or you're trying to work on your Spanish-speaking skills, um, if you want to take a year off and you have a BA, of course, yeah, totally. I would totally recommend it. Yeah, to be honest, if it's... Um, if I had the finances for it out definitely like love to try that out yeah I, you know yeah, like, i remember we were having this conversation yeah it just all has to do with finances but yeah no definitely like talking to you about it gave me like the thought of like oh it'll be so cool if you know like, like 
give me the thought of what we talked about in the beginning you know it's crazy how there's opportunities like this yeah. out there you know you just have to look for it yeah there's so many i think especially nowadays with um the idea that people have made the idea of working from home permanent there's so many different options there i mean i, I knew people i i met americans like in hostels and stuff that were working i mean obviously they had to work with the um time difference but were like working during the day and but they were still traveling you know they weren't even in the united states um yeah i mean you could teach english in other countries uh you want to pursue a higher degree you know you can do a ma program or a phd program overseas and they're usually cost just enough as like the same any <laughs> the same as school. any yeah, for yeah if anything less you know maybe a couple grand less like there's just so many options to to leave at least a, a little bit of time away from yeah no i feel that when i was looking at when i'm look as right now i'm looking into grad programs mm -hmm. i was looking at like at international yeah. and i found this really cool one in spain but like it really? literally cut uh, university um i don't know university oh, okay. but the program had to do with uh it was a master's in like coaching and like interpersonal like oh cool yeah it was just like shit that i, I like yeah, you know yeah. it was like shit that would be so easy for me you know and i was like damn this looks so cool but i kind of just brushed it off because i don't see that being a realistic option for me but at the same time it is like i don't yeah. know why i have that thought in my head it might just be like what you're saying the misconception of like especially um you know me not like i don't have like a grand lifestyle you know like my yeah. family doesn't have so much money so i'm not right. used to having the idea of possibilities of doing these things that look grand sound yeah. grand you know yeah i mean it's just and it's so funny for to hear you say that because that is that's like such an american way of looking at things oh yeah because we're slaves that's why yeah like yeah. no but quite literally like you saying i don't know if that's like realistic or helpful for my future but it's just like it's it i i really think we need to destroy the idea that we need to do things because they're fundamentally useful in your life like at least in a technical way like it's and i obviously finances go into it but it's like get it get like an interesting degree you know, like, just yeah. have an experience just because, like, who cares if it gives you, like, career. Like, it's it's your life, you know, and it's, it's you know, you rather sacrifice a year of your life doing something enjoyable and that you can make memories. Yeah, you know? it's literally, like, you know, um, it's kind of like the journey versus the result, you know. Yeah. A lot of people, it's really a 50-50. Like, it's a whole spectrum of how people see that, you know? Yeah. Some people see the journey being just as important. Some people see the journey as just that, just a journey yeah. to what they really want, which is the exactly. result, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, due to my life circumstances, like, since I got sick, like, I, I'm slowly started transitioning out of that end result, mm -hmm. caring about it, to caring about the journey, you know? Yeah. Because... That's something that, like, blew my mind about siestas, what you mentioned, and how this is a lifestyle where people, like, all take a break, you yeah. know? And they take a break not to be lazy, but just to, like, understand and appreciate the importance of life, which is being around the people they love, exactly, being yeah. being in a moment, you know? Mm -hmm. Be here now. Yeah, your work doesn't control your life. Yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's like, it's a, it's a bad habit that, like you said, us, like, us, we as Americans are in you know we yeah. have to escape this 
Yeah, and it's it sucks obviously because if you have some sort of setbacks in your life, whether it be financial or like you, like you had, what you spent like at least a year dealing with your health, you know? Yeah, dude. And that's like something you can't, you can't, you can't not navigate that. Yeah. Like trying different meds and shit like that. I know. Yeah, that's one thing. Also, I have to take into consideration now, like my prescription medication for 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 traveling. You know, like how am I going to? Like, you know, that's just one more thing I need to put into consideration, do research in before just going Mm -hmm. out there. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the thing. There's so many factors, you know, I'm very privileged and I didn't have to deal with any of those factors besides, of course, saving up money. And being a woman, like, (laughs) it's still, it's still like. Yeah, of course. That's, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I, dude. It's so dangerous here. I feel like I was living in a fairy tale land. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you technically were yeah. like, yeah, two dollar beer does yeah, not I'm sound like, real here. Being a, a woman in the U.S., I mean, that's kind of bottom barrel. I, I, right yeah, now. I think that's still. It's like in SpongeBob. That's a salty Splatoon, you know. And then you went to Weenie Hut <laughs> Junior. The U.S. is a salty Splatoon. Yeah. yeah, and then Europe is a Weenie Hut Junior. Like yeah, you're just was, there vibing, I living was, life, I enjoying. Was good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then do you still keep in contact with like some people friends that you met with or that you met over there yeah i i have everyone like on instagram and so it's it's uh like half of them are renewing so it's gonna be interesting to see them like live that life oh yeah. okay awesome. back to reality yeah. yeah i mean it's that's one of the things is you'll be in the program and you'll meet people from all over the world so that's like another part of the cultural exchange, I guess. Yeah, no, I think that's so cool. Like being able to learn other people's stories. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, that's what I like about living in LA that you get to meet, like it's a melting pot. You get yeah, to meet definitely. people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. But it's it's different meeting someone all over the world, from all over the world here in Los Angeles compared to like being, you being part of that, being from another side of the world, you know, mm-hmm. like, like you being in, in Spain you know not being a spaniard like meeting yeah. other people who are not spaniard yeah you know like that itself is also like the stories i'm pretty sure you've heard some like pretty gnarly stories like yeah. of people like just experiences and stuff yeah i mean that's like the interesting thing about traveling and especially if you put yourself in that environment like i strictly stayed in hostels with other travelers is it's like this weird thing where you meet people from all over the world but you're all kind of simultaneously like in the same I don't explain it. Like you're all kind of mentally going through like this, the same similar like life process. Existential of, like, crisis. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't want to call it a crisis, <laughs> but it's just like you're all just like traveling and living your life and yeah. trying to have like it's like it's different people, but you're all kind of have this like the, the same mindset of like the life you're living. So there's common ground there. It yeah, it's a very interesting experience that I really noted when I started like staying in hostels alone and stuff and meeting people. Yeah, no, hostels itself, I've I've talked to a few people who've, like, traveled in hostels, and they say the same thing, like, I mean, also, depending on the country, some hostels are, like, safer, more, like, more effective, like, mm-hmm. more comfortable compared yeah. to others, you know? But, yeah, like, now that you're back, you know, you're clearly doing your thing right now, you're going to, for your master's. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad for, I'm glad and happy for you, you know, like, Thank like you. you, like, I'm so something I'm very grateful about you is that <laughs> you posted like so much yeah, of your right. travels. Like that's something I like appreciated so much. Like I even like responded like mm-hmm. I to like multiple of your posts just yeah. of how beautiful they are. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I couldn't experience it, but I felt like part of me did with you, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, I think that was like a a important point that i kind of made when i did travel was that i i think 
you know, we were obviously when I left, we were still in the midst of like the COVID shit. I mean, I, we still are, I guess, but it's just kind of like, I, I realized that a, a lot of people appreciated it because it was an opportunity that like a lot of people have that I know in my circle, like have never done, you know, like I think it's, I think the idea of like traveling and being young is, it seems like more sacred to maybe like, um, like upper class Americans, you know, like private university, people who got the opportunity to like travel abroad and stuff. And that's like not the circle I come from. I mean, think about like the high school we went to. Yeah. Like it's, it's, that doesn't seem to be in like sort of the, I don't know. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like it's, it's sort of oftentimes seems reserved to a specific part of like Americans and American culture. And so I think like, you know, like I have like, like, my two best friends have never left the country, you know? Yeah. Like, my two best friends don't have passports. Wow. And so it's, like, I, it's just, I, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that I, I understood that people appreciated it, you know? Because there's a lot of people I know that have not had that. Yeah, for sure there's going to be haters, but, like, definitely more. I didn't more have haters. Glad. Good for you, girl. <laughs> I did not have yeah. haters. Like, oh, well, I'm kind to everyone. <laughs> Good. I love that for you. Yeah, no, but, I mean, just in general, there's always toxicity, you know? But right, it's yeah. just on focusing on the positive, and definitely I feel like you're on a path to that, you know? Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, no, but uh, with that being said, I'm not sure. Uh, w- w- like, I'm not sure what else to talk about. Um, I think we talked about everything. I wanted to say. Uh, do you feel like? Do you feel like you want to add anything, or are you good? No, I, I think we're good. I mean, we hit the one hour. We mark. hit, yeah. Even it doesn't feel like it, it dude. But, yeah. I mean, that I think that's like my favorite part of the about the yeah. podcast. And also, this this thing your first rodeo, you know, you've yeah, been, you've done yeah. this three times I'm already. A, you know the drill. Yeah, I don't know if you even noticed, but I didn't have to. I didn't. I did not even run with you, like you the the preliminary like oh, like, yeah, yeah. like like mm-hmm. rules and stuff before mm-hmm. the podcast with you. I was yeah. like, all right, you ready? Let's go. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I um, yeah, well, you could do a lot of things. Oh, yeah, you could read as well. Yes, I am literary. <laughs> yeah, you're literary. a liter- literary queen right here. <laughs> but thank you, Alex. Like, thank you, thank you for thank you for coming back. Thank you for sharing your experience. I hope this, um, you know, gives someone like like ex- inspiration mm-hmm. or even Definitely, like just yeah. plants a seed in someone that thinks that like they could do this because it's mm-hmm. possible because it is. You know, like just look at your story. But yeah, with that being said. Thank you, everyone, who stopped by and listened. I appreciate you. You know where you're at. Zenith. I am your host, Cesar Davila, and I'm here with Alex Costa. Hope I hope to bring you back as well, eventually, yes, to talk yeah. about some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, till uh, next time, you know where to find me at. Instagram, at Zenith underscore podcast. Um, also on Twitter, and hopefully YouTube. I believe I'm going to start um, releasing episodes of these episodes on YouTube. If not, just roast me, please. <laughs> um, other than that, You know where to find me at, the Zenith. Thank you. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Bye. Bye.